0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Just Mom Your Business, a guilt-free, judgment-free podcast where we can be real and talk about the raw side of pregnancy, labor, and parenting. Hi guys, so on today's episode, I'm actually going to talk more about myself and I'm going to talk about my first pregnancy and my first labor for my first son and i wanted to do this episode because i actually had a really different and hard pregnancy and when i was going through it i didn't know anybody else who had gone through the same thing i had and i didn't really have anybody to ask questions to or to see if this was normal or not i pretty much Just had Google and that's always terrifying and the worst things always come up on there so I kind of wanted just to tell my story if anybody else has been through a different pregnancy or a hard pregnancy hopefully um, a mom out there can relate or also if you are planning to get pregnant uh, well I don't want to scare anyone first of all but if you do experience something that's different and you've never heard about and it's not just you know the beautiful parts and all um maybe my story will help a little bit to show all sides of pregnancy and anything that can happen when we're pregnant or go into labor um so for my first son I mentioned before we had started trying at the beginning of 2015 and we found out we were pregnant that almost that last month so it did take us about that whole first year we started trying and it was right when we were gonna start um getting you know help and getting appointments to check if everything was okay and it was just taking us a little bit longer but now that I look back on it I do feel bad for thinking it was taking so long and getting you know very upset or discouraged because I know there's women out there who have to try for years and I can only imagine how hard that is if that first year was hard for me if it took even longer than that so hopefully to all you women out there trying to get pregnant and haven't you do get that positive pregnancy soon because i know how hard it can be when you do start trying and it doesn't happen and then i know the number one thing people say is well just don't think about it or don't stress and when you're actively trying i don't think there's any way to just not think about it or not stress it's always in the back of your mind and yeah it's just really hard but I do think there is some truth to that because around the time I got pregnant was the holiday season so I think having my mind a little more busy on that in like Christmas and Thanksgiving and Christmas shopping that might have helped I'm not sure, I did a million different things to try to get pregnant a bunch of weird things a bunch of um, like traditional things my mom had um, told me to do and none of it worked because I did get pregnant when I stopped trying all that stuff so yeah I tried like a bunch of teas even this certain massage that hurt like crazy didn't work um taking certain vitamins you know certain things after to have those egg sticks. supposedly we were trying everything but in those first couple months none of it worked and then that last month of the year we did find out i was pregnant um i found i was pregnant around five weeks and then all the scary stuff started happening at seven weeks so uh five weeks i only did i only went in to make sure i was pregnant and they confirmed it and then i didn't even have an appointment until nine weeks with an o b g y n gyn but then at seven weeks i had to actually go to the hospital because that's when everything started. I remember I was just home. My friends were actually with me here and I think we were watching Teen Mom, I think I still remember. And I felt something so I ran to the bathroom and of course it was a huge bleed. And TMI, but I'm going to be really real and raw, but um I actually had a clot. So of course everyone thought, you know, first thing we thought was miscarriage. So everyone's freaking out, and we rush to the hospital. They make us wait, and we're just waiting, and I'm waiting and bleeding, and we have no idea what's happening. But thankfully, we went in, blood drawn, and got an ultrasound, and the baby was still there. We didn't hear a heart rate, a heartbeat yet, but they said everything looked fine. Like my hormone levels didn't drop or anything, and it wasn't um, and I think it's called a topic pregnancy. So everything else was fine. They just I was just bleeding, and they didn't know why. So we just got sent home and said, you know, mention it to your OB when you have your first appointment. So then, I was bleeding until my next appointment. Not that huge one I had when I went to the ER, but still like uh, spotting, and then it would go from like a lot to a little to bright red to pink to brown. And every time I Googled it, always the worst came up. Like, so I always thought the worst and was anxious every day until I had another appointment. And then my appointment came at nine weeks and we saw the baby again. And this time we heard a heart rate. So we were more calm, more reassured and the ob said like we all we just don't know why i'm bleeding sometimes it happens and it usually goes away after like the first trimester and so that's what i thought and then we hit 12 weeks i had right before the 12 weeks i had another huge bleed which made me go to the er again because when i would call my ob he said If you fill up a pad in an hour you have to go to the emergency room and when i had when i would have the huge bleeding i would fill up a pad in like 10 minutes so here we go again to the emergency room but thankfully again everything was fine my levels were fine the baby and but still we did not know why i was bleeding so that was the super hard part and the part that made us anxious every time because When it's this much bleeding, even the doctor would say, you know, it's not normal and you have to go in to get it checked and we don't know why it's happening and, you know, it's still like hope for the best. So then we go home. I noticed if I rested more would kind of calm down. I would still be bleeding, but it wouldn't be the huge episodes. So I was trying to just rest as much as possible. And then... I remember at 13 weeks, we announced we were pregnant and the bleeding had kind of calmed down. And oddly enough, at 14 weeks, right after telling everybody, I had another huge bleed, which ended up us in the hospital again. And, you know, just super nervous again. And just us thinking we told everybody and we were past that 12 marks when it's supposed to be safe. And, like, we don't know if it's actually... um, if we're actually okay or this bleeding's gonna be happening all the time but not affect the baby we still had no idea because we didn't know why i was bleeding yet and they hadn't told me and they hadn't even i don't know if they knew themselves so then we're in the hospital waiting again in the emergency room at 14 weeks just that anxiety of is everything gonna be okay or not and thankfully again we go back and they put the ultrasound and baby's okay and this time they kind of see something on the ultrasound concerning and so they're thinking they see where the bleeding is coming from but they send it to the doctor and then a doctor there views it at the emergency room and then they said they're gonna send it over to my OB to like further review it so then um, a week, an- oh, I get sent home because my levels were fine and the baby was fine. And then in a week was my OB appointment. But right before that, again, I had another huge bleed. So we're back in the ER again. And this time they can compare, though, the ultrasounds and they do see something on it. And it was the size of about almost the baby. And I was already almost four months. So it was a huge clot they saw but thankfully it was a it's called a subcreonic hematoma which means a big pretty much a big blood clot but the only good thing is it's outside of your uterus and outside of the baby so it's not affecting the baby if it doesn't get moved or doesn't get bigger or you know anything like that it won't affect the baby um you basically just have to bleed it out and so that's what happened in my pregnancy I was just bleeding for the actually for a whole seven months it would go from heavy to light to a lot to a little to red to brown and then you know everything on google was always horrible if it's any (laughs) type of spotting most women did have bad experiences from just spotting a little bit So I was anxious this whole, the whole time, the whole pregnancy, we were on edge and we were just like, is this just another bleed? Is this time, is it something bad? Is this time, is it affecting the baby? And then we were just in and out of appointments, in and out of the emergency room. And even my OB said it was super rare. I think it was like a 1% and even less than 1% to bleed as long as I did. He said I was probably the first out of around 50,000 women he has delivered to have this because he said he had seen bleeding, but not ever for this long and this many months. And thankfully, the baby being okay, so he was not being affected by it, but it was still super nerve-wracking, and it wasn't normal, and I didn't have to have so many more appointments, so many more checkups, so many more ultrasounds, so, yeah, my anxiety for pregnancy, number one, was at an all-time high, especially just, you know, for everything being unknown to me, and only not only to me, I mean, but to my family, to the doctor, like, nobody had really seen this type of thing that was around me. And nobody I knew had experienced it personally, so I couldn't say, oh, this person had this, but everything was fine. Or they said, this is normal and this is not, and get checked for this and not. I was just learning everything as I went about this hematoma. And I did get put on bed rest because the bleeding wouldn't stop. And so, so much bleeding caused me to be anemic and then low blood pressure, so I couldn't really do much. I had lost about 22 pounds, so the whole beginning I looked pretty bad and pretty sick. The Everybody was commenting on it, and then even it looked like oh, I would refer myself to if anyone has seen the movie Twilight to Bella when she looks so bad because the baby's literally like sucking the life out of her that's how I felt and I looked I know too I looked pretty bad I don't know if it was from the hematoma itself or just from so much anxiety that I wasn't like eating and I was just really stressed and yeah but thankfully my son was a trooper and super strong because he was somehow still growing and growing even a week ahead of time as all this was happening, and I'm barely even eating, so whatever I was, he was just taking it all in. And now, even looking back on it, sometimes I feel guilty about being so anxious in my pregnancy and how it all went about. But now I know, and I hope all you other moms know, pregnant or going into labor, that we can't really control what happens. When we start this journey and what our body's gonna do, like I had no idea that was gonna happen, and even though I was trying everything to prevent it and trying to rest and trying not to do anything and trying my best to be healthy, I was gonna bleed no matter what because this was just something that I had to come out of my body no matter what. I did, though, after noticing when I got on bed rest, the amount that I bled was calming down I wouldn't have the huge bleeding episodes but I would still you know bleed and spot but then being on bed rest was a whole nother ball game and a whole nother stress and even depressing because I would have to just lay down and rest for it was like five months and do nothing and not go walking and not even when i would shower i would have to be sitting down so i wouldn't be on my feet for so long so yeah i was going a little bit crazy a little bit stir crazy but i would just always have in the back of my mind like it's only a couple months and it's for the baby and it's for me and and that's why i say motherhood and being a mom starts when the moment you're pregnant because that's the moment we stop putting ourselves first and we put our baby first and we just try to do everything as best we can to have a healthy pregnancy. But just know if something like this happened to you or something else that wasn't, you know, a normal, perfect pregnancy, it's not your fault. And in my case, too, I couldn't have prevented that from happening. Um, So then we went through the whole hematoma and the bleeding for the seven months, and yeah, it actually didn't end there. <laughs> I experienced a couple more things that made the first pregnancy really hard um I did the twenty one week uh blood test where they check everything for the baby and if they're healthy and everything's normal and I was on the fence about doing it because that I had heard a lot of women experience false results and they tell them one thing about their child but it doesn't actually happen and the baby's fine so I wasn't sure if I should do the test or not but since I was having so much anxiety and such a hard pregnancy already I said yeah I'm gonna do it so that I could get some good news back and you know have some some relief so I thought and then come to find out, I get a call that the test came back positive for Down Syndrome. And that's all she told me on the phone and to come in right away. So I remember calling my friend to take me because I I actually wasn't even supposed to drive when I was on bed rest. So yeah, I wasn't able to pretty much do anything for myself. So... Um, remember her picking me up and we go and then the nurse saying, yeah, um, for your age and everything, you were supposed to be in the 1 and 1,000 and something percent chance of your child having Down syndrome and it came back positive for 1 and 8, so that's, you know, a pretty high chance he will. So we're going to send you to get like this intense ultrasound where they measure everything of the baby and then meet with somebody and do like your whole family health history so here we go on another journey and then another part of being super scared and super worried and just hoping that everything would be okay I wasn't so afraid of what they told me it was just more of we're gonna have our son regardless and however you know God sends us him we're gonna you know, have open arms, love him and raise him, but just being prepared for that if your child's born with a disability I wanted to be prepared. Um, but thankfully we went to the ultrasound, got the huge scans, the family background and all that questions and everything came back normal. But since the results were so high, especially for our age, they wanted me to do an extra test and that's when I think they poke your belly with this huge needle and take out um I think it's uh cells or blood something like that from the baby to further test but I heard that is very dangerous and I have had some people tell me their stories that they actually miscarried after that so at this point I'm around 20 something weeks so yeah there was I no way I wanted to chance anything and I just told them hey you know No matter what, we're going to have the baby, and it's okay if, you know, he is born with Down syndrome, that's fine, and we'll just have to figure out how to raise him the best we can with that, so I didn't want to do further testing, and it was funny because they were kind of pushing it at the place that I went to, and they were thinking, like, that was weird, we didn't want to, and they're like, are you sure if, and everything and yeah we just told them yeah we're sure and we don't want the further test and that's fine but yeah that was another stress on our backs after you know going through this whole other worry about the hematoma and if it will affect the baby will the bleeding affect the baby just always in and out of the emergency room on edge and then now this if our son was going to be fine or not and are we going to be able to Take care of them the best we can if, you know, something does happen. Uh, But thankfully enough for those two things, um, everything ended up being fine and my son was fine and the test wasn't correct. So that's why when I was pregnant for the second time, I just skipped out on that test because, you know, to me there was no point anymore of just having that anxiety of is it gonna happen is it not and no matter what you're gonna have your baby so I don't see the point Um, yeah and then you know of course another thing happened so then now I'm about six months pregnant and I wake up one day with a huge pain on like the right side of my back and it feels literally like there's bricks on my back or something so heavy that I just want to take off like a huge pressure And, of course, it's the weekend when this happens, so we have to go again to the emergency room where now most people in there know us and doctors and stuff, so we're there again. And we get an ultrasound, and now come to find out my son is laying so much on one side of my belly that he started pushing onto my urinary tract, and it caused it to close up a little bit and that made my kidney swell so swelling so bad that i was getting this huge pain and of course when you're pregnant you can only take tylenol so that's what they told me even i remember the doctor there kind of knew me already and he was like wow your son really making you work for it (laughs) he's like this is super rare and i know kidney pain is horrible we usually like have to give narcotics or something but you know here's your Tylenol and let's just try everything you can to get your son to move from the right side because if not we're gonna have to go in it's kind of like a mini surgery and put a tube in to open up that urinary tract to de-swell your kidneys and I was like oh no I definitely do not want that to happen <laughs> so then go home and we're just like trying everything we can to get him to move to the left side we're putting ice, we're putting music on that side, I'm laying only on that side, Um, we're talking to him on just that side to see if he will move, and eventually he did, but it took about two weeks, so two weeks of excruciating pain, only taking Tylenol, and not even being able to sleep, I remember I would have to sleep sitting up, or just like, be on all fours like rocking myself because the pain was so bad and then on top of that I'm still you know bleeding or spotting so it was just this whole ordeal and we were all just in shock like how all of that could happen when you're pregnant and no one had heard about any of that happening before that I was around but yeah It happens and just, you know, sometimes the weirdest things can happen during our pregnancy and to our body and we just don't know why. But then, you know, it started getting a little bit better. The kidney pain went away and then around seven months, like I said, I had stopped bleeding almost from being on bed rest for so long. I don't know if that helped or I had just bled out the whole hematoma, but... It did get a lot better and then I was getting closer to my due date so and my son was actually born on his due date and now getting into my labor how that went so my water actually did break which was rare for a lot of women's water don't break and then especially for their first child but my water did break and for me it was like the movies um, I got up, I remember at night, to go to the bathroom, and I was going to get back onto the bed, and I heard a pop, and it's a bunch of water, so yeah, my water did break like that, and so we went, we got ready, went to the hospital, and they double-checked it was that, and it was, my water had broken, so we got admitted, because I guess when your water breaks, you can't go more than 24 hours with your water being broken, because that's where the baby is, in the sack with water. So we were able to stay since my water broke, and there were, the nurses and doctors were saying like, oh yeah, it's going to be, your son's super low, your water broke, so it's going to be, you know, quick labor, and you're most likely going to be able to have him vaginally, and everything's on the right track. So I was super excited about that, but... I somehow always had a feeling and in the back of my head that I would have a c-section because of the type of pregnancy I had and then also being on bed rest I felt like since I wasn't active or being able to do anything I didn't think I would be able to give birth naturally and in the end I did have an emergency c-section but I wasn't in shock when they told me. I kind of always had it in the back of my mind. And that's why I always say, I don't know, about birth plans and always being something that you have to be super adamant about. Because so many things can happen in labor. And I feel like the more you go in thinking just, I want to do it only this way, it's more shocking if it doesn't happen like that. So for my second son I was more prepared and open about just anything can happen and whichever way the baby has to come out the baby has to come out and if it is an emergency and you have to get a c-section not to feel bad because I know I know a lot of women you know the dream is just to push your baby out naturally how we were meant to but sometimes that doesn't happen for everybody and it's okay and most of the time it's really not our fault or in our control Like, in my case, everything was going how it was supposed to for a vaginal birth. And, you know, my water broke. I kind of started dilating. And then I had what's called a bloody show. And they say that's usually right before the baby comes. And it's a good sign. And then my son was super low. And I still had an emergency C-section at the end. So I was about 11 hours into labor on Pitocin and my doctor had even come approve the Pitocin to be at the highest level it could because I wasn't dilating when I got to the hospital after my water broke I was only one centimeter and then after 11 hours on Pitocin I was only at two centimeters so even though my water broke I had the whole bloody show my contractions were three minutes apart Everything was going how we thought it should be. I was not dilating and we barely had found out why in the actual delivery room. So I don't know how this also happened, but of course it did. Of course it happened to me. When I was in the delivery room and everyone was shocked that I wasn't dilating and all these things that are supposed to go the right way were, my OB comes in and somehow barely notices that my cervix is actually double the length of a normal woman's cervix so say you dilate to 10 in my case I would have to dilate to 20 because it's my cervix is double the length and so then that's how we also find out why it probably took us um, a longer time to get pregnant because you know have to do the sperm has to do double the work to get in there because my cervix is longer so once he noticed that he was more on okay we might not be able to do this vaginally because then when he noticed that at this point i was only three centimeters dilated which would technically he say be a six but We were almost on hour 19, so even if I got to 10 in a couple more hours, that wouldn't matter for me because I would kind of have to get to 10 more because of that issue I had. So then, you know, we're debating what to do after he figures that out, and he said we can just go a couple more hours and see if you somehow just start dilating really well because you know everything so far has been going well to have a vaginal birth and then I remember we were getting closer to being 24 hours into labor because for my first son I was in labor for 22 hours before the c-section and now we're thinking it's not going to happen and we only have a certain amount of time after water breaks and so I was kind of more prepared about having the c-section at this point and I really pretty much knew what was going to happen and then when the turning point was that my son's heart rate started dropping and I remember they're moving me into different positions and they're just saying it's dropping but they're not telling me how much or how drastic but then now more doctors are in the room more nurses and I remember I had a few family members in the room still at this point and I can see them looking at the machine of my son's heart rate and their eyes just getting huge or like this panic in their face, but nobody's telling me exactly, exactly what's happening and I just hear all these machines, but I know something's not right. So then for my own stress and anxiety, I told my husband, I remember to get everybody out of the room that was there and so yeah, everybody got out just so I can be a little more calm because it's already so stressful and then when other people are in there with you and they're stressed, I feel like it makes you even more stressed. So everybody got out the room and they are just keep doing that, moving me back and forth, back and forth. But then my, I remember my husband even freaking out and just telling them, you know what, we're just going to do a C-section. Like, this is not good. His heart rate's dropping. We're almost 24 hours into labor. And, you know, I hadn't even been dilated to 10, let alone with double that. So they're all getting on the same page finally, and yeah, after they noticed his heart rate's not stabilizing, I think their their guess was too that his umbilical cord was around his neck, which when I do get opened up for the C section, it was. So yeah, after the twenty two hours <laughs> of labor, I did have to get an emergency C section, and then thankfully everything was fine with him. He did have the umbilical cord around his neck, but. After his heart started dropping a little bit, the um, they quickly got me ready and you know opened me up, took him out, and yeah, I gave birth to him on September sixth, which was actually his due date. And after that, it would uh, the actual C section isn't you know bad. I don't think because you don't feel anything. It's just the recovery is really hard, and. I think I'll get into that on another episode about, you know, just C-sections and recovering from C-section and unexpected C-sections because I know it is rare for us moms to go and have a birth plan and say, oh, C-section. I think that's just mostly always for emergencies and that's always the plan that nobody really wants, but it does tend to happen a lot and, you know, most more more than not, it is not even in our control and sometimes things just happen and things just happen with our body no matter how our pregnancy goes because you know i've had a couple of friends have c-sections that had a totally different pregnancy than mine super normal and they were super active and you know it just still didn't happen naturally and i know we can beat ourselves up for it and you know the way most people say to give birth the best is vaginal but anyway is Still a great, you know, still a beautiful experience when your baby comes out and it's still just as hard and you're still just as much of a mom. So, don't be discouraged if your pregnancy didn't go the way it was, your labor didn't go the way it was, because, like I've mentioned before, it's just a journey that our body mostly takes control and does what it wants, and we just have to try our best to have the healthiest pregnancy for ourselves and for our children and you know hopefully I didn't scare anyone out there who doesn't have kids with you know my experience in pregnancy and labor. it was my experience but hopefully if somebody does have a pregnancy or labor that's not so common and a little bit difficult and different then you can relate and also if you've never heard of any of these things before and you have experienced it hopefully you can relate to on that because that's what i was missing when i was pregnant and going through all this i had nobody really to turn to or to ask questions to that had gone through it so that's why i wanted to kind of tell my story and then if you guys would want then i'll do a part two for my second son because his pregnancy was also hard, not so dramatic and hard like the first, but his labor was a lot harder than for my first. So I'll do a part two. And thank you for listening to my story about my pregnancy and my labor. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And make sure to come back on Mondays and Fridays for more. And remember, next time someone wants to judge you or your parenting, tell them just mom your business.